This is the Drummer's Resource Podcast, session 457. And the quote of the day is, Everyone you will ever meet knows something you don't. You're listening to the Drummer's Resource Podcast, home of in-depth interviews with the world's greatest drummers, music industry professionals, and thought leaders. Inspiration, education, and motivation for drumming, and beyond, and beyond, and beyond. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Nick Ruffini here. Happy holidays. I hope you're doing well. And, uh, you know, if, if you're listening to this on the day that it comes out, it's Christmas Eve. And or if you're listening around there, uh, Merry Christmas. And if you don't celebrate Christmas, that's cool, too. I hope you have, you know, a great day. It's still the holiday season. There's a, there's a love and cheer in the air, I guess. So enjoy it. Spend some quality time with friends and family and uh, get ready for a great 2019. So... This is a recap episode. So we looked at all of the interviews that were all of the interviews and episodes that were released in 2018. And these are the top 10 episodes based on downloads. So they're not it's not us saying that, oh, these are the best. It's based on you, the listener, and how many downloads each one of them got. And what we did was just pulled out some useful information out of each one of these episodes. So it's little minute long bite sized pieces of info that you can that you can take to heart and maybe implement into your playing or your career or your thought process or, or whatever it may be. And we start at number 10 and go and work our way up to number one. So number one is obviously the most downloaded. Number 10 is the least downloaded of the top 10. And before we get into it quickly, you know that this episode and all episodes are 100% free, and that is because of the great folks at Dream Symbols. They sponsor this podcast, and I recommend that you check out their symbols. Not only do they make amazing symbols that aren't going to break the bank, they're just great people. They are. I've dealt with Andy, the owner. I deal with Ed. I deal with you know a lot of the artists. It's a great family over there at Dream Symbols, and they make amazing symbols that are well below the price of most symbols out there on the market. So check them out. Go to dreamsymbols.com and help keep this podcast free and also support the companies that support this podcast and support your learning. Check them out. Go to dreamsymbols.com. So let's get into it. So this is number 10. And number 10 is an episode I did with Aaron Comis. And it's episode 382, and he covers the idea of the 10,000-hour rule and also talks a little bit about the idea of not giving in too soon or giving up too soon because you never know when you may catch a break. So here we go. This is number 10, episode 382 with Aaron Comis. You have to live behind those drums. What's the saying? You, you need to play like for 10,000 hours. I've got the calculator out, and I added it up, and it makes perfect sense. And I totally hit that number. You know, by the time I moved to New York, I had done my 10,000. You know, I recorded two princes when I was 21. I'd already played for 10,000 hours. So you know what? If I hadn't done that, I wouldn't have been able to do that. There's exceptions. I mean, this guy's like Levon Hall. I mean, he's one of my favorite drummers in the world. He probably never practiced like that. Or Bernard Purdy. I doubt that Bernard Purdy practiced 10 hours a day. But they played 10 hours a day. Everybody hits a time in life when you go for something and it either works out or it doesn't. And that doesn't mean you have to stop. The other thing is it's never too late. I mean, I've seen guys that thought they were going to wrap it up and then some opportunity comes along and things turn full circle, you know? So I truly believe that anybody can become great. You have to just be smart about it. You have to have that passion. You have to put in that work. All right. So that was number 10. Number nine is a Daniel Glass show episode all about dissecting rudiments. And he talks about the idea of 
missing things when we're trying to play the rudiment too fast, but also taking the rudiment, breaking it down to its simplest form, separating your hands and things like that to get a better idea of not only what you're doing right, but also what you're doing wrong and how you can fix it. So here's number nine, episode 372 with Daniel Glass. This is what I mean by dissecting rudiments. If you're working on a rudiment, because we've got two hands going on a pad and we're just trying to make the rudiment happen and get it going, we end up missing a lot of information. If we take one hand and move it over to our thigh, for example, and simply play the other on the pad, what we can discover is a whole nother level of deepness related to what is going on in this rudiment. And by understanding the role of each hand, we can really clarify what is supposed to be going on in the rudiment, and we can work quickly to facilitate change with that hand. Also, in my research about rudiments, most rudiments are made up of five basic components. Singles, doubles, paradiddles, flams, and drags. And if we can get these five things together, then we can really implement these elements when building other rudiments. All right, moving right along. Number nine is episode 379 with Charlie Hall from The War on Drugs. And this is all about maintaining relationships and maintaining personal relationships, friendships, all that sort of stuff when you're traveling a lot, when you're always on the road. So here we go. Number eight is episode 379 with Charlie Hall from The War on Drugs. Having a family and touring are not mutually exclusive things. What it takes to sort of maintain your close relationships, girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife. It's different for everyone. Like some people, FaceTime is important for people and they FaceTime like every day and other people, less is more. I'm always trying to find that delicate balance of how much is too much communication and how much is enough. I prefer like talking on the phone with the kids. It's like when you've got the gizmo with like the video screen and then it's like all of a sudden my son will like freeze and I'm like, okay, I get it. It's like pretending our connection got paused. Everyone's got their own dynamic and, and their own sort of balance. Every relationship and every family like has a slightly different need for balance. All right. Number seven is with Carter McLean. This is from episode 363 and he talks about the struggles of wanting to give up and actually pursuing other interests, which I think we all, we have all gone th- down that road or we've all done. And he explains what his reasoning was behind wanting to give up playing drums full time and going into photography. And we all know how that turned out because of he's Carter McLean and, and we all know him as a drummer now. Uh, but an interesting reasoning of why he thought about, about giving up playing drums as a career. So check it out. This is from episode 363 with Carter McLean. What was the reason why you wanted to stop playing? I just quit because I got sick of running around for less and less money every time I did it. And I was killing the gigs I was doing. I was totally delivering any other job. If I was doing my job this well, I'd be getting promoted. So I just kind of said, you know what? I'm going to do something that I can do on my own. Photography I was already doing when I was on tour In Europe, I bought a camera and learned how to shoot manually with it on the flight over. I read the whole manual, and I just started shooting, and when I got home, I started selling prints. I submitted two photos to a Smithsonian Institute competition, got picked for the finals, and one of them came in second place. 
it seems like I have some sort of eye for this. Maybe I'll just do this and then I can hustle on my own. But I was always going to play the drums. I wasn't going to just quit playing drums and sell everything. I just wasn't going to try to do it for my living, you know? All right. Number six is another Daniel Glass Show episode, episode 400. And it's titled Five Things You Don't Know About John Bonham. And he talks about the idea that John Bonham, one, was a heavy, heavy jazz guy. He really loved Max Roach and all these jazz cats. And Daniel talks about how that really worked its way into Bonham's playing. So some really interesting stuff. This is from episode 400 of the Daniel Glass Show, Five Things You Don't Know About John Bonham. I don't think most rock drummers today would start a solo by playing a whole lot of triplet ideas. Those are ideas that maybe a jazz drummer would begin their solo with. And yet, that's how Bonham would start his solo. Another of his influences was Max Roach. So you want to play like Bonham? Check out what John Bonham was checking out. Point number two, Bonham did not put any kind of muffling in his bass drum, hearkening back to the swing era. If you think about the swing bands back in the 1930s, playing in halls that held thousands of people, you had no amplification. There were no microphones. So how was a drummer with a 26-inch bass drum going to get the last person at the end of the room dancing, feeling the time? They very effectively worked these big drums with very little or no muffling in them. And so Bonham took those lessons from somebody like Gene Krupa. He probably heard a lot of these kind of bass drums. So that's how that great Bonham bass drum sound is achieved. So you've heard me mention numerous times about the new kits that are coming out from Apex and uh, some revolutionary stuff that they've been working on. And they finally released all of the information about it, about the Black Panther Design Lab series drum kits. And you have to go to MapexDesignLab.com to learn everything about it. They were not exaggerating when they said it's some revolutionary stuff. They have a new hardware that has uses a magnetic field that hangs the drum. So it's sort of just floating there and you can adjust the tension. You can adjust the sound. And there is a lot more information than I can explain here in 45 seconds. I recommend going to mapexdesignlab.com. You will be blown away by the technological advancements that they've made over there at Mapex. Check them out. Go to mapexdesignlab.com. Hey, for all you hard hitters out there, if you're looking for a drumstick that can actually keep up with you, then check out Promark's new Firegrain drumsticks that utilize a revolutionary heat tempering process that transforms ordinary hickory drumsticks into precision tools with unprecedented durabilities. No excess vibration, no space age gimmicks, just natural hickory hardened by flame. Unlike other drumsticks that use synthetic alternatives and that transmit excessive vibrations, Firegrain drumsticks retain the natural feel, weight, and balance that you would expect from regular hickory. Available now in classic, forward balance, and select balance across a wide variety of sizes. Check them out by going to Promark.com. All right, number five is episode 385 with Chris Coleman, one of my favorite interviews that we did, and he talks about finding your destiny, following your heart, and getting out of your own way because a lot of times the things that are in our way are just these mental things that we make up. And there are these limiting beliefs that we have that are actually not true. This is episode 385 with Chris Coleman. Check it out. I had to ask myself some real hard questions, you know, and every time I thought about, can I put the drums down? Dude, I was, I couldn't sleep. I was sick. (laughs) 
you know, like laying in the bed, looking at the ceiling, like, and I'm just like, okay, no, obviously I can, I felt like I was giving up. And I'm like, well, what am I really searching for? I was like, you know what it is? I said, maybe I'm not aiming high enough. Because sometimes that's what it could be. You know, it's like your soul, your heart, that it knows where your destiny is. But you're just not connected to everything and all the doors open to just get to it right now. But the thing is, that's why you can't give up. You understand? Because it's like your heart will connect you to your destiny. The only thing in your way is your mind. All right, number four is with Bill Bruford, episode 389, and he talks about the idea of constantly evolving, constantly changing, and Bill is one of these people who we know was constantly changing, always revolutionizing what he was doing, and this is a great snippet, episode 389 with Bill Bruford. Being a musician, a particularly creative one, involves constant change. Whoever you were on Monday, you're going to be a different kind of guy by the time you get to Wednesday. And change is fast. So adaptability, of course, but these are the great human skills. I think we're all agreed here that improved human skills, hugely important. And some sense of where you're going, some sense of where you derive meaning from your playing. What are your red lines in the sand? Are the things that you're not prepared to do or things that you love to do? Or how good at you are being in a situation in which you know for sure that you haven't a clue how to do this? Twice a year, I looked down at my drumsticks and I knew for sure I hadn't a clue how to play this thing. <laughs> <laughs> you get through somehow. It's not as bad to other people as you think it is. I think a degree of uncomfortability comes with the artistic endeavor. Number four. This is from the part two of the John Fishman from Fish interview. Uh, we released this in two parts. This is part two from episode 372, and he's talking all about the shuffle, talking about getting out of the way, laying down the backbeat, and just making it groove instead of overthinking it. And I've talked about it numerous times on the podcast that I think that the shuffle is one of, if not the hardest grooves to play correctly. And John Fishman also echoes the same sentiment. So we talk about that a lot in this episode, but here's a great snippet. Episode 372 from John Fishman, part two. I think that shuffle is generally speaking an Achilles heel of the average drummer. It's that beat that makes you feel really insecure because it's the thing that, is this enough, you know? And you just have to go, yes, goddammit, this is enough. And not only is this enough, but if you don't shut up, you're gonna ruin the whole fucking thing. Just relax and just play the damn thing. And as you're doing it, find that backbeat and stick to it like glue and then have everything else sort of mold in around it. You can't beat it to death either. It's the groove that as soon as you start to kind of be like, God damn it, I want this thing to conform to what I, you know, it just starts to get brittle. All right, number two is with Josh Freeze. This is from episode 373. I recorded this at Josh's house. And the most interesting part of this interview is how humble Josh is. But not only that, that he deals with all of the same stuff that we all deal with. Sort of this fear of failure. You know, am I good enough? Am I going to blow it? Anything like that. And this is a really interesting story about how he got the sting gig and what he was thinking going into that 
into that sting gig. Pretty interesting. This is episode 373 with Josh Freed. I'm in the hotel lobby where we were staying, and this guy comes up to me and he goes, you're Josh, right? I said, yeah. He goes, I'm Martin, and I love Paul Westerberg, and I've seen you play with Paul Westerberg before, and what are you doing here? I said, I'm playing with No Doubt. What are you doing here? He goes, oh, I work with Sting. I go, you work with Sting? What do you do? I'm his A&R guy. Man, you know, I would love one day to work with Sting. I'm, I'm a big fan. I'm a fan of the police and all the drummers that worked with him. It was about two and a half years later, and Martin's like, listen, he put his ass on the line by saying, you want to go do a rock and roll tour? Get this dude on drums. Martin wouldn't be there, and he wouldn't be managing Sting today if he made a bunch of stupid suggestions. Half the reason why I wanted to take a gig with Sting is so they could say things like, well, rehearsals are going to be in Italy. I went, of course they're going to be at his estate in Italy. <laughs> part of me wasn't worried about it at all. And then there's other part of me going, what if you walk in and just choke? And I'd done stuff like that before, but not where you're going to play with a legend who's never heard you play. It <laughs> just took someone's word for it. So I'm going, dude, you better deliver all right, numero uno is John Fishman part one. This is from episode 368, and we talk a lot about groove and how as a younger player, we think that we need to be playing all these notes, and then as you get older, you start to realize that a good groove is enough, and John Fishman is definitely someone who embodies that, and we talk about it a lot in this. I mean, this is a three and a half hour interview that I did with him. So uh, it's weaved in throughout that whole entire conversation. But here's a great snippet. This is number one, the number one downloaded episode of 2018, episode 368 with John Fishman from Fish. I think when you're younger, you know, you feel like you're not doing much if you're not flailing all over the place. You get older and you just kind of realize a good groove is enough. No one ever complained to Clyde Stubblefield or Jabo Starks that, you know, no. that they were doing enough. Yeah. <laughs> drum on two and four, God damn it. Is that all you're going to do? Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to go do pop, do pop all day? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. As please. a matter of fact, I am. Yes. You know, so once you kind of grasp that, it's like, oh, okay, now this guy really is the limit because mm-hmm. there's a basement, you know, a good palace is built on a solid foundation you look at the buildings that go the highest and furthest they've got the best foundations under them and it's just funny how long i did it before i feel like i really understood it internally all right so there we go those were the top 10 episodes downloaded in 2018 Episode 382 with Aaron Comus, episode 372, Daniel Glashow dissecting rudiments, episode 379, Charlie Hall from The War on Drugs, 363, Carter McLean, episode 400, Five Things You Don't Know About John Bonham, 385, Chris Coleman, 389, Bill Bruford, 372, John Fishman Part 2, 373, Josh Freeze, 368, John Fishman Part 1. And there were, I mean, there were a lot of other episodes that were right up there with these, but these were the top 10. And I just want to say thank you for, for listening, for always taking the time to send me emails and reach out on social media and leave ratings and reviews and all of that stuff. This episode, or I'm sorry, this podcast would be nothing without you, the listener. And I appreciate you and I love you. And I am so glad that I get to do this every single week and that people continue to come back and continue to listen. So thank you very much. Also, quick shout out to Tomas Shannon, 
and Justin Thomas. I would not be able to do this podcast without those two doing video and audio work. And I love those guys too. So check them out on social media as well. Reach out and thank them because because of them, this ep- or I keep saying episode, this podcast <laughs> wouldn't be possible. And yeah, and that's all I got. So happy holidays to you. Merry Christmas. And I hope you have a very safe and happy holiday and you get to spend some time with friends and family. And I'll be talking to you soon. Peace.